everybody, and welcome to Following Jesus with Christ Church, a podcast where we share observations and stories about following Jesus from our perspective of the world here at Christ Church Grand Rapids. Actually, today uh, we are expanding that perspective uh, through Christ Church and some of our relationships there to Japan. Uh, we have with us today uh, my co-host and friend, colleague, Addison Hawkins, and Hello, then we everyone. are joined uh, by Kuni Hota, uh, who is a, a um, young man who is a member of Christ Church. Uh, he's under care of our presbytery, and he is finishing up his seminary training in Nagoya, Japan. But uh, Kuni also has a perspective of being a growing up in Michigan and being a resident here. So we're, we're privileged to be joined by Kuni. Kuni, welcome. Hi, it's great to be here and join you guys today. Thank you. Yeah, tell us uh, just a little bit about yourself. I, I gave a, a brief overview there, but maybe you can just fill in a couple of the gaps. You're studying in Japan. Yeah, again, my name's Kuni. Um, I've been in Nagoya, Japan since 2015. I'm studying at a seminary called Christ Bible Seminary, um, which was started by MTW missionaries about uh, less, less than 15 years ago. Uh, so fairly new seminary. Um, we serve here in Nagoya uh, doing theological education um, as well as supporting uh, local church plants um, and Japanese pastors who are um, doing church planting. Um, so it's, it's been great to be here for about the last five years. Um, and I plan on coming back to Michigan uh, within uh, this year, hopefully uh, this summer, um, to spend some time back in Grand Rapids um, before uh, coming back to Japan next year. Um, yeah, uh, I grew up in Novi, Michigan, on the east side of the state. Um, lived there for most of my upbringing. Uh, went to college at um, University of Michigan, and then uh, have been in Japan since then. Yeah, go blue, here. go blue, <laughs> uh, go blue all the way over in Japan, right? Go blue. So, Kuni, I mean, like Andrew said, you have a really unique perspective right now. Uh, being someone who grew up in Michigan, but living in Japan now. So you're sort of seeing things from two different perspectives. Uh, what's that like? What's it like sort of looking at this from across the ocean, but yet it's also going on where you're at? Yeah. So um, I'm assuming we're, we're talking about uh, COVID-19 right here. Um, yes. Yeah. I, it's, it's been a fascinating and at times very, stressful to be honest um to kind of be caught between uh these two worlds seeing how japan is reacting how the u.s is reacting um you know at at first right it was widely understood this virus was an issue in the eastern world right and that it had very little to do with the west um but in reality the u.s and japan actually had their first confirmed case about the same time it was the end of january so this has really been um, in Japan and in America for just about the same time frame. Uh, we've just uh, maybe had more proximity uh, to it uh, with China being a neighbor. Um, and so early on, right, uh, we definitely had our eyes to China. We had so many tourists uh, from China in Japan. And so there was a lot of caution, concern uh, if this outbreak would 
would hit us here and never knowing when that might happen. Um, but uh, about two months, um, creeping up on three months since that first confirmed case, uh, Japan is, um, you know, although had some cases early on, uh, is has, has much fewer uh, confirmed cases than many nations in the West. Uh, of course, uh, the US and many nations in Europe too. Um, so it's been interesting, you know, while at the beginning is like Americans back at home, very concerned about my situation in Japan. Like, am I going to be okay at family members and friends who are planning on visiting Japan who are very concerned about that trip, whether it be possible. Um, but now the tables are turned. Right. right. Um, and, and, you know, the U S is, is in a uh, terribly difficult situation. Um, and and so so yeah it's been interesting you know the 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 process of of kind of panic and grief and finding peace amidst uh that challenges right we all hit that cycle um but it but it's hitting us at different times um and and so yeah, yeah sure an interesting um kind of seeing that happening both in japan and in the u.s yeah so you're I mean, having grown up in the States, like you said, and spending time in Japan, being of Japanese uh, descent, you're pretty culturally savvy. What, what sort of things have you observed are the differences in response between maybe the way that the Japanese have responded or are responding to things where the U.S. has responded or are anything to note there and just in terms of how people have responded? Yeah, um, you know, I think it's it's often said that uh, Japanese people are collectivist people, um, especially in comparison to um, Americans, uh, where uh, we uh, take pride in our uh, individualism and our personal liberties. Right, I am my own person, um, and and so in the time of national crisis, right, or on the verge of national crisis. Um, as Japan was trying to kind of rally the nation, um, take caution against what we saw happening in China that could happen in Japan at any moment. Um, I think we did, we did see a united response of the people. Um, and so there's concern. The nation is asking us to take these precautions. And so let's take those seriously. Um, and of course, there are outliers. Uh, right. But I think, you know, in comparison, right, um, the United States, even just following the media has been uh, so challenging not being in America because it feels like I hear something different every day. And, and even depending on who I'm talking to, a totally different message. Um, and I think that kind of shows the diversity of voices in the United States, which, which is one of its strengths, but right. also a, a massive challenge mm -hmm. in a time where Kind of this crisis calls for unity, um, you know, a, a united front um, against this threat that affects everyone. Um, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't discriminate. Certainly, you know, we're all, um, you know, we're all affected by this situation. Um, yeah, uh, I think an, another thing that kind of has been highlighted in in recent months are kind of how Japanese people are kind of accustomed to the social distancing thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah because uh, 
All right, we're, we're definitely kind of taking those same precautions for social distancing here. Um, however, I think it's already such a part of um, uh, Japanese culture mm. uh, that it doesn't feel like such a deviation from everyday life. Mm. So, right, we have to keep a safe distance from each other, um, no hugging, kissing, you know, physical contact, unnecessary physical contact, right? Um, I think that like those are all already part of Japanese culture. You know, we don't talk super close to each other. We don't hug. Um, we don't shake hands, etc. Um, and so, so that's just everyday life. Yeah. Um, yeah you yeah. mentioned earlier, just in conversation about wearing masks, like that's not such a culturally disproportionate thing. People wear masks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I'm not sure when it started, but uh, at least from what I can remember, wearing masks is just a socially acceptable way to, um, you know, one, uh, cover your own face if you have, you know, cold or allergies. So you're sneezing, you're coughing, you know, especially in a big city in Japan, if you're riding the train um, and you sneeze or you cough, uh, you know, that, that may get on people around you. And, and, um, and also Japan were, you know, quiet society. Um, and, and so people kind of find it abrupt, like startling if someone next to you is coughing or sneezing. And so, so wearing a mask is one way to, to mitigate that and, and to show respect to actually people around you. So people, you know, if they have a cold, if they have allergies, um, they're wearing a mask. Or if they're concerned about getting a cold, um, they'll wear a mask. Or sometimes women, if they don't want to do their makeup, but they have to go out and about, they might wear a mask, nice. cover their face. Um, and so these are all just common practices. And so when COVID-19 hit, and we're still unsure about how this virus spreads, there's concern that um, maybe, you know, uh, sneezing, uh, coughing, this um, like droplet transmission is a major transmission. Um, and, and they called us to wear masks. That was just common, common practice. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. So you talked a little bit earlier about how the first confirmed cases were essentially the same, both here and there, you know, with give or take a few days or so, but, you know, so give us a quick snapshot. What's it like, you know, what's your daily, you know, uh, grind like you know what does a day look like for for you over in japan and, and sort of how has this change and affected maybe your own practices and maybe some other cultural practices as well that exist in japan yeah so early on uh from when there's concern about this virus they closed down public schools so kids were at home um that have that began the very end of february um so schools have been out um, and that's definitely affected uh, church life um, as uh, kids have all, they all of a sudden have all this free time. Uh, but we can't just have them come hang out at church either because that defeats the purpose. They're all getting together. Um, and so we, we haven't had Sunday school for the past over the, uh, over a month now. Um, and, and so, yeah, we're, we're trying to figure out what, what it's like to, what it means to be a church and what it means to still be together and to disciple our kids and care for one another, all these things. Um, as for work, you know, they, the, the government has encouraged us to avoid 
um, uh, travel during kind of rush hour. Um, and so trying to delay um, when people are traveling to, to kind of sparse out um, when, where, when and where people are gathering together. Um, so, I mean, compared to maybe the U.S. and many countries in Europe, Japan kind of looks like uh, it's business as usual in some ways. Many businesses are still in operation. People still go to work. Um, yeah, all these things. I mean, schools are out, but that's about it. Okay. Do you think that will change if, if more cases start to to sprout up? Yeah, I think it definitely may. Um, you know, more and more so uh, companies are kind of encouraging uh, telework, working from home. Although that is yeah, very much, um, I mean, that's a stretch from, I, I guess, where, where companies are at now um, in terms of infrastructure, which right. is why maybe there's been this hesitation to move in that direction. Um, but it, it may change. And we're seeing an increase in cases in Tokyo and Osaka, um, the two major cities, um, and Nagoya is number three. And so, so Nagoya may um, see a spike here soon too. Uh, we hope not, but yeah. it's always a possibility. What about the church? Opportunities in this or what challenges do you have? Yeah, I, I think, you know, a lot of challenges, you know, that's not unique to us in Japan. Um, but, you know, maybe one uh, a characteristic of the church in Japan, at least, is that it is um, such an aging population and a disproportionate uh, part of the church are you know, elderly folk. Um, mm -hmm. So many churches, over half of their congregation um, are elderly. Um, and so when a church is considering moving online, uh, that... Right. Uh, that can be a challenge for people who aren't used to, uh, you know, using the internet or their computer. Right. And so, so many churches have, uh, at, yeah, have been slower to move online and are concerned about, about whether, you know, they'll be losing a lot of their congregation in the process. So we're trying to figure that out. Yeah. Remind yeah. us and everyone else, you know, the sort of the, the percentage, the size of Christianity as it compares to the rest of the country. Yeah, so um, Japan, uh, it's commonly said, has an evangelical Christian population of about 0.5%. So in a nation of 126 million, or take, that's uh, about you know, 500,000 people wow. or so. Um, so. So there are Christians, there's a church, yeah. praise God, um, mm -hmm. but it's, it's a very small fraction um, of the nation. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like you said, you know, the challenges already existed even pre all of this happening. And this is just sort of added and changed and sort of morphed what those challenges are like. But what about, what about for you? Like what personally, Cooney, you're, you're one of us. And so I think a big part of why we want to do this is to connect you and others in our church to you as a body. I mean, how does this impact, you know, your immediate future? You know, you were planning to come here in June and be with us for eight, 10, maybe a year you know, are there practical ways that we can pray or connect with you over this time? You know, just, you know, maybe some, some great ways to connect with Cooney. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, as for how it's impacted me, I think it's been a time of just mourning yeah. really. Um, uh, and you know, this springtime in Japan is really like the new year 
Um, it's a time where things end and things begin. Uh, it all coincides with uh, the, the spring, the blooming of the cherry blossom trees, which is like the national flower. Um, and so, so that's when graduation hits and people start new jobs. And so for me, you know, this was graduation season. Um, uh, and so although it's a time of celebration, you know, we're all uh, cooped up in our homes. And so that's, that's been sad, um, you know, but, but we're all in that together. Um, and so there's definitely camaraderie in, in the morning. Um, but yeah, just trying to trust the Lord and, it's been a reminder that, you know, that many are the plans in man's heart, um, but the Lord determines his steps. Um, and so, you know, been working out plans um, with pastors and elders at Christ Church for, you know, what post-seminary would look like, you know, trying to get back to Michigan, um, hopefully in June, uh, to start an internship, um, work on ordination exams, um, in the Great Lakes Presbytery, et cetera, et cetera, trying to get back to Japan by 2021. Um, but who knows? <laughs> no. yeah. Other travel yeah. restrictions and, you know, um, the situation is just evolving uh, constantly. Um, and so it's just been a reminder that, uh, that my plans are, you know, are many in my mind, but it's ultimately up to the Lord and what the Lord will, will do is, is for the best um, for his glory and for my joy. Um, so I need people to remind me that, uh, yeah. me up prayer yeah. and, uh, you know, my unbelieving heart, um, be so anxious and dissatisfied with the situation. And so I need to be reminded to trust. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, we appreciate you sharing those things. Let me just close this time in prayer, uh, pray for some of those things specifically, and just ask those of you that are listening to, to join in this prayer, pray for Cooney and pray for those in Japan as well. Father, we, uh, again, are thankful for who you are, uh, that you um, have come to us uh, in a manner that is, is just so beautiful. You know, in some sense, maybe it, it pictures the springtime in Japan, it's a time of renewal, uh, a time of, of beginning, a time of celebration. Uh, you have come into our lives uh, corporately and individually in our work. Even amidst all this COVID-19, you're at work, uh, especially over in Japan. We're very thankful for that number of Christians that are at work preaching the gospel Cooney is laboring side by side with some of those folks. We, we know others as well. We just pray for them during this time that you would uh, embolden them uh, at gospel truths, that you would give them clarity in their mission and their vision for how the church can grow in that nation. And we ask that there would be opportunity for them to preach the gospel and to teach and to love and to care and to, to give hope to those that may uh, feel as if there is no hope. Perhaps there's things for us to learn as well as we hear and listen about a cross-cultural example, experience of what this is like. And we pray for our own body that you would be at work here as well as we sort of continue to, to buckle down and, and stay home and stay safe. And so we do pray, Lord, you would be with our people and that you would embolden them as, as well, that those gospel truths would ring true in our own lives here as they do there as well. And we're so thankful for the global connection and the kingdom that is going forward, not just here in Michigan, 
and not just in Japan, but across the globe. Thank you for this conversation. We pray for Cooney and all of his plans that you would be in those and that you'd be in the details and that you would work them out for his benefit and your glory. Pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Cooney, thank you so much for coming on and spending your morning, our right. evening with us <laughs> as we're recording this 12 hours difference, 11 hours difference. So yeah. uh, it's fun trying to get up times, but it's good to see you as we're on a Zoom call. And uh, it's definitely good to hear for you, know that we are praying for you and anxious for you to come. Looking forward yeah. to that. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. Uh, you can check us out, Christchurch, on the website, ChristchurchGR.org. Uh, you can find this podcast, Following Jesus with Christchurch. It's available on both Apple or Android platforms. Uh, my name is Andrew. I'm here with Addison again, and we're saying goodbye to Cooney, and we're saying goodbye to you. Have a good day, and make sure uh, that us together, we keep our eyes on Jesus. Mm -hmm.